Ryan Hickey with you. A very happy Saturday. And more importantly, a very happy weekend to you. Appreciate you joining us on this weekend, whether it's on SiriusXM Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, or on one of our great affiliates across this beautiful country. Welcome. Thank you for joining us right here on this Saturday morning. Hick at night. Ryan Hickey with you right here. Where else? CBS Sports Radio. All right. Let's start this morning's show by talking about young quarterbacks in the NFL and if they have a position, to, or if they are in, I should say, a position to succeed. We learned on Friday the commanders named Sam Howell their starting quarterback. Not a surprise, not a shock whatsoever. But now if you look at going into the season, six teams in the league will have a full-time, for the first time, starting quarterback. Texans with C.J. Stroud, Colts with Anthony Richardson, Panthers with Bryce Young, Commanders obviously with Hal himself, Falcons Desmond Ritter, and Packers with Jordan Love. And I want to start the conversation by asking and posing a question this way. Which of those six quarterbacks are in the best position to succeed this season? Not who's the best, not who you think you know is going to make the playoffs. Out of those six quarterbacks, being the full-time starter for the first time in their careers, which is in the best position to succeed? Because I don't think that angle is talked about enough. When we talk about developing young quarterbacks, when we talk about trying to decide and figure out if this next young quarterback can be the franchise guy, I think little, or I should say not enough, do we look at what's around the young quarterback? Offensive line, receivers, running game, head coach, offense coordinator, competency. Too many times it's like, okay, you're the savior. Come on in and, and raise, raise us all. Be the number one overall pick. Come in and make everyone around you better. And as a rookie or as a first-time starter, that's so, so difficult to do. Situation is very important, which is why I think when you look at those six quarterbacks, again, Stroud, Richardson, Young, Howell, Ritter, Love. The quarterback that's in the best position to succeed. Without a doubt for me, it's Desmond Ritter down in Atlanta. You look at what Desmond Ritter is working with this season. You have a guy in Drake London as your number one wide receiver who had a pretty solid rookie year, 866 yards. Pretty solid showing for a top 10 pick in last year's draft. Kyle Pitts will be back healthy this year after missing a large part of last year due to injuries. Was tremendous in his rookie season back in 2021. You just drafted arguably the most explosive and exciting skill player in all the draft in B. John Robinson. So you are a Pretty loaded and have a lot of talent at receiver, at tight end, at running back. Oh, yeah, by the way, an underrated but important factor, a really solid offensive line that's going to block for you, that's going to give you time, that's going to allow you to go through your progressions and read defenses. And a really smart offensive coach in Arthur Smith, who I think is very creative, who's able to get the most out of his guys. And honestly, frankly is underrated. Is underrated as a head coach and underrated as an offensive mind. So you look around what Desmond Ritter has, I think it's not only the best situation of any young quarterback being the first-time starter, um, any of those six that they have, but it's also you look at it from a Falcons perspective of, if this guy fails, if this guy stinks, it's on him. 
Like, you can afford to have a short leash on a guy like uh, Desmond Ritter. Because it's not like you could say, oh, well, the offensive line stinks. So, you know, we got to give him next year or two years from now because he didn't have a fair crack at show we can do. Or, oh, man, we got him no receivers. You know, he's throwing to Joe Blow and Johnny Smith over there, and he's got nothing. So once we get him a bona fide number one, maybe then we'll see if he's actually good or not. He's got talent. He's in a very, I think, by far the best position to succeed of any of these first-time starting quarterbacks. The Falcons, to their credit, have done a very solid job and a very quiet job of building a really competent and really solid offense around their young quarterback. Is Desmond Ritter the guy? I doubt it, personally. I am more out on Ritter than in, but when you look at what is around him, again, you're going to get an answer on Desmond Ritter, I think, relatively soon. Because it's one of those things where I don't really know what upgrades you could possibly ask for or what excuses you could throw out there for his poor play. You can't. The Falcons have done a really nice job, and that's why, for me, when you look around... Between the Packers, the Commanders, the Texans, the Colts. All teams with first-time quarterbacks starting now. Desmond Ritter, by far, has the best position to succeed going to this year. And the opposite end of the spectrum. Which quarterback is in the worst position to succeed in 2023? I think it's the number two overall pick. C.J. Stroud, down in Houston. That's a guy, and that's a situation where I think you can absolutely make excuses for him and absolutely point to the roster and the coaching as reasons why he is going to struggle here this season. Think of the first-round quarterbacks that were taken, right? Bryce Young one, Stroud obviously at two, and Richardson at four. I think Stroud's going to have the worst year of the three. And not because he's not pro-ready or he stinks. I think it's a large part because of what is around him. You look, okay, your tackles are solid for Houston, but the interior of their offensive line is shaky at best. You have a guy in Robert Woods who's your most veteran receiver. I think it's the guy that's lost his fastball. Besides that, the other guy that's popping off, the other guy that's turning heads and exciting uh, people and is someone that Stroud is targeting early and often, it's Tank Dell, rookie wide receiver. Don't think it's the best sign if you're relying as a rookie quarterback on a rookie wide receiver to be one of your main, if not the main target. That to me is concerning. And a lot of unproven wide receivers elsewhere throughout the roster. New head coach at Tamika Ryans, which we believe, right, is going to be a good NFL head coach. No evidence of that yet. And first time also OC, which also, again, is up there and questioning in the sense of, is he truly the right hire to get the most out of CJ Stroud? There's a lot of new around Stroud, which for me is concerning. You don't have a lot of established veterans There's not a a lot of pre-existing pieces. That puts a lot on your young rookie quarterback, I feel like, to try to bail your team out. That's why I look around. It's Stroud's in a really tough spot. He's in a really tough spot in his first year where I don't think he's going to be any good. I don't think the Texans are going to be very good this year. I think we're going to have more questions than answers about the former Ohio State quarterback than we will anyone else. So far taken in this draft and really anyone else in the sense of first time starters, if you want to include Jordan Love um, and Sam Howell in this conversation where obviously they're not rookies, but for the first time they're actually getting uh, becoming the full time starter for their team. So you look around now, Sam Howell 
is the latest example of a young quarterback for the first time in his career getting an opportunity to start and being a full-time starter for the first time. Which quarterback do you think, which young quarterback do you think is in the best position to succeed and which is in the worst? For me, I think it's Desmond Ritter, best situation, got a lot of young talent, a lot of er, solid, I was going to say proven, but, you know, young, and they've had solid showing so far, um, whether it's Kyle Pitts, whether it's Drake London, whether it's Arthur Smith, whether it's his offensive line. There's a, enough positivity there to feel, again, good that if the Falcons struggle, if Ritter does not look great, it's on him more than anyone else. And on the other side, I think the quarterback with the most excuses, the quarterback that's in the worst situation this year is C.J. Stroud in Houston. Who's in the best situation? Who is in the worst situation? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. can call, tweet. We are still there on Twitter at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Okay, I am very excited. This is, well, this is good news and bad news. The bad news is my schedule is a little wonky the next few weeks. This is going to be the last time I'm on before the NFL kicks off on Thursday night, Chiefs versus uh, Chiefs versus Lions, when just about two and a half weeks from now. But that also means now this is the last chance to get your NFL hot takes in before the 2023 season starts. We did it last week on the show, the debut of the new segment, Takeoff, which is, frankly, I'll be honest, a ripoff of Jim Rome's Smack Off, where the Smack Off on Jim Rome's show is callers calling in and giving basically the best rant and talking the best smack they can for 90 seconds to two minutes. Winner gets a big prize. Here, we're not insulting anyone. We're not giving out any diss tracks, right? Or, or I should say making any diss tracks. But I do want to hear your hottest take. Your hottest NFL take that you think is going to come true. A take that your friends may have laughed at you about. That people may have called you stupid for. But you believe deep down, come January, come late December, you are going to be right. I want to hear it. I want to give you this opportunity to call your shot. Call your shot now. We are keeping receipts. I have everyone's takes, whether it was from calling the show last week, whether it was tweeting me at Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three. I got a laundry list so far of some big, bold takes for this upcoming NFL season. If you haven't gotten in last week, hearing us for the first time, number one, welcome. Appreciate you making us a part of your weekend right here on CBS Sports Radio. But number two, let's hear it. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. What is your hottest NFL take that you think will come true this season? I got a few. I'll give them to you when we do return as takeoff. Returns for the second week right here on the Ryan Hickey. Or, excuse me. Oh, my. You know, I knew that was going to happen. You were so close. Alex, I made it two weeks, I think. Two weeks of the name change. We have changed. In case you haven't realized, whether it's on the show title online um, or in the imaging on the open we just played, the show has changed. The show is the same. But it's gone from the Ryan Hickey show, kind of boring, anyone can name a show after their name, to Hick at Night. Play on words with, obviously, Nick at Night. But Hick coming from, clearly, my last name in Hickey. And so that's this has been a change within the last month or so. 
I was good last week at Sin Hick at night, and now that was the first slip up. Five cents in the uh, swear jar right there. Hick at night show with Ryan Hickey. So Alex, I apologize you have to witness that, but thank you for catching it. It's uh, not good. We're gonna we're gonna make sure it does not happen again. So anyway, we are taking your thoughts here. Hottest NFL take that you think will come right in this 2023 season. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. I got a few. I'll give them to you when we do return on Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey right here on CBS Sports Radio. Sam Howell named the Commanders quarterback on Friday. Six quarterbacks now in the NFL becoming a full-time starter for the first time. I know Sam Howell made a start before. I know Jordan Love has made a start before. Um, and I know Desmond Ritter has made four starts before. But now for the first time in their careers, right, they are not backups. They are actually the full-time starter. So you have those three quarterbacks who have been in the league, but now for the first time tabbed as the team's QB1, along with the three rookie quarterbacks that will start week number one in C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. I want to know right now at 855-212-4227, which quarterback is in the best position to succeed? Which quarterback is in the worst position to succeed? Best, I think it's Desmond Ritter. Really good offensive-minded head coach in Arthur Smith. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson. An explosive, high-flying, fully talented offense with a really solid offensive line blocking in front of him. Can't ask for much more than that. I think I don't think any other young first-time starter has anywhere near the talent and competency and offensive line that Ritter has. On the flip end, the worst, I think it's Stroud. Shaky interior offensive line, unproven wide receivers and skilled players. Questions at, you know, head coach and offense coordinator as well. I think right now CJ Stroud is going to be asked to do too much. I think he's in the worst position here in 2023 to succeed. So who's the best position to succeed? Who is in the worst? 855-212-4227. Will, calling from Georgia. What's up, Will? Hey, man, how you doing? Good, buddy. What's on your mind, man? Hey, if one I have to agree, Desmond Ritter's definitely going to be the in the best situation. I think with all the talent around him, it's going to make him look better than what he really is. Um, even some throws tonight in tonight's game, you know, some the receivers and Bijan Robinson made some really good catches that just, you know, I think it's just going to make him better than what he actually is. And you know what? Especially uh, as a young quarterback, Will, that's a good thing. Like, that's what you want. Right now, you want the team to lift up your young quarterback. So you hope in a few years, when he's comfortable and developed, the flip side could happen and he can now elevate those around him. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sold on Ritter when we got him and we when we drafted him to begin with. But I didn't even play in Cincinnati. I just thought he wasn't the height that, you know, he was made out to be. But... I've kind of grown on him a little. I mean, he's kind of grown on me a little bit, but, you know, I think he's made some decent throws, and he's he's improving, and I think the players around him and the talent around him will elevate his game more and give him – and Arthur Smith is a good, a good teacher. He is. That he is. Well, appreciate, appreciate the call, buddy. But, like, that's also, too, I feel like an underrated aspect when it comes to developing young a young quarterback is they need help around them. Like the days of the savior have, they've never really existed, but are long gone. Few and far between a quarterback can come in and truly change the entire trajectory of a team 
just by him being there. The best thing teams can do is give their young quarterback a chance to succeed. And you look around the NFL, Chiefs did that. Pat, we all talk about Patrick Holmes, right? How great he is. He is great. Let's also recognize what Patrick Holmes had that very few other quarterbacks had. When he came to the Chiefs, he has with him in his first year as a full-time starter, a future Hall of Fame head coach in Andy Reid, a future Hall of Fame tight end in Travis Kelsey, a future Hall of Fame wide receiver in Tyreek Hill. Elite, elite, elite at three of the most important positions a quarterback needs help in, especially early on in their career. Not taking anything away from Holmes' greatness. He is by far the best quarterback in the NFL right now. But the reality is, again, he was able to burst on the scene so quickly and in his first year as a starter, win the MVP, and go to the AFC title game because of all the talent he had around him, not just him coming in and saving the day, riding in on his silver chariot, or I guess golden chariot it would be, and and just saying, Chiefs, jump on my back, I got you. That does not work here in 2023. Quickly, let's go to Paul in Rhode Island. What's up, Paul? Hey, thank you for taking my call. What a great topic. You know, this was perfect, you know, how these owners want to expose these young players. Well, first of all, let's just say, to me, I think uh, the Colts got the next Cam Newton. That's what I think. That's okay. You know what? Let him get exposed, but the guy's, the guy's a monster. Also, when these kids come to be the starting quarterback, it depends what division they earn and depends what coach they have, okay? Let me give you an example. There's no way that uh, this kid uh, is, uh, what's his name, uh, from, um, oh, what's his name, uh, from what? the Texans is going to do well. CJ Stroud. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, the vision is, but you know, you know, Ryan, let's be honest here. Without insulting my intelligence, I won't insult yours. I promise you tonight I won't. These Thank young you. kids get exposed too early. There was an old rule for Young and Montana. There was an old rule for Rodgers and Favre. And somehow the game is changing. I understand that part. But here's the problem what happened to Mal Carell. Here's the part what happened to Joe Burrow. Here's the part what happened to another quarterback that got hurt early. That's not good, man. That's not good. You're well, that I mean, eager. Paul, I will say I appreciate ahead. the you call, see, but it's just like that. it's one of those things where I mean, for, <laughs> injuries happen. That's, I don't think that's an, you know, and we're going to get into this in actually 10 minutes. So I appreciate Paul kind of actually leading me into that perfectly about if it's worth actually sitting quarterbacks or not. I do want to get into that. Uh, again, we'll do it in about 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, I personally, I don't see the reason uh, why any team should sit a first round quarterback at this point. I think at this, you got to play. You got to play. I think the Colts are doing the right thing in announcing that they are starting Anthony Richardson this year. But I mean, Joe Burrow tearing his ACL. Matt Corral hurting his foot when he really was not even going to play last year. Like, those are more unfortunate freak injuries than the fact that, you know, oh, that was happened because they were exposed too early. Whether Joe Burrow was a rookie or a 10-year vet, when your offensive line stinks, you're more likely to get hurt. I don't think it's just because of a product that he was a first-year starter. All right. NFL season, what do we got, two and a half weeks away? Now is your chance. Call your shot. What is your hottest take you think will come true here in 2023? 855-212-4227. It is time for Takeoff. Takeoff. Have an NFL prediction your friends call you crazy for but believe will come true? Takeoff. 
Call your shot now and give Ryan your hottest 2023 NFL hot take. All right. I gave you a few last week in case you missed them. A few takes of my own that maybe could be the hotter variety that I do think will come true this season. Then I'll get yours as well at 855-212-4227 and at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Both the Broncos and Browns, I think, are bouncing back this year and both making the playoffs out of the AFC. In the NFC, NFC South, we're just hyping up Desmond Ritter and the talent he has. I think that's one thing. I think overall the Bucs are a better team. Baker Mayfield rejuvenating his career, or I guess reviving his career, winning the NFC South for the Bucs. Tampa Bay. Going again and winning the NFC South yet again this season. Ron Rivera, I do think, is going to be the first head coach fired this year. I don't like how him and Eric Bieniemy have gotten kind of off. And, and that little, the drama that Ron Rivera started last week in talking about how Eric Bieniemy is too hard and guys are complaining about his coaching style. That is something that a head coach should never bring up publicly. Should have squashed immediately. And even when uh, when Rivera is talking about it and then sort of walking it back, never stood firmly by his offensive coordinator. Something feels off. I don't know if it's jealousy. I don't know if there's concern from Rivera. I don't know if Rivera is even regretting his decision already. I don't know. But something to me feels like this. You know, there's a little something going on there. Something feels off. I'll say, and that kind of leads to, especially new ownership, Ron getting the axe first of any NFL head coach. I think Bill Belichick is getting fired after the season. Uh, Robert Kraft wants championships. Robert Kraft wants to win. And the Patriots right now are in no position to make the playoffs. Bill Belichick keeps on gambling on his... I don't know if it's on his arrogance, on his old coaching style, and thinking that he can turn garbage into gold again. But Ezekiel Elliott, last year Matt Patricia, you go out and you look at the... Patriots offense, no real upgrades, no real threats, no real chances for Mac Jones to actually kind of improve after last season outside of bringing in Bill O'Brien. So I think it's going to result in another year the Patriots miss the playoffs, another sub uh, sub 500 season. And I just don't see how, if you are Robert Kraft and all you talk about is winning and getting back to the playoffs, another sub 500 season, another year where you are not in the playoffs or winning playoff games, how you're going to continue to let that go. I think Bill will be fired. Rams, I think, are making the playoffs. Big bounce back year for them. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, back healthy. That was their biggest issue last year. Not lack of talent. It was health. And finally, a new one here. Those are all I gave last week. A new one here is this. I think Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, is getting fired after this season. Sean McDermott's a really good regular season head coach. Sean McDermott has not been a good postseason head coach. And if you are the Bills, you are now not worried about regular season success. You are worried about breaking through and finally getting over the hump. Sean McDermott has been a conservative head coach that has come back to bite the Bills the last few seasons. They've not been ready to play in the playoffs. They've not, you know, they've allowed small mistakes that keep on popping up and ruin their chances. And teams are passing them. It's a loaded AFC. The line and the margin is razor thin between Super Bowl or even wild card loss and going home. 
I think there's going to be another early exit by Buffalo in the playoffs, and I think that's going to lead to the Bills making a change and bringing in a head coach that can get them over the top. So your hot takes here, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. Ones that you think will be correct when the season is said and done. Glenn is calling from Toronto. What's up, Glenn? Oh, I got, I got, can you hear me? <laughs> I got you now, Glenn. What's on your mind, man? Well, I was going to say you stole one of mine. Oh, what's that? <laughs> I was, uh, the Buffalo one. I think McDermott's going to get fired, too. I think, uh, I mean, the season's starting off with the, you know, their quarterback and their um, wide receiver, number one uh, wide receiver, having problems. I mean, it's out the, I, I just, and, and like you, the playoffs, uh, I mean, there was the whole time management thing there against the Chiefs. Uh, I can see him uh, getting fired. But my, the other one I wanted to throw out was, uh, I think, as a hot take, Deshaun okay. Watson, yeah. Deshaun Watson will not, I repeat myself, will not be the quarterback for Cleveland by the end of the year. I think... Uh, wow, that's spicy. Yeah, I know, and you think that uh, they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because I just... Uh, out of the shine so far, and uh, I just think that uh, his big contract is going to be a big bust, and I think uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. And like I said, there'll be a different quarterback at the helm by the end of the season. Glenn, you heard it there. Appreciate the call, buddy. That's a hot take, the Deshaun Watson one. If you are, if if he, if Glenn is right, you talk about the worst contract ever given out in NFL history. Forget about what we're seeing with Russell Wilson right now. And some other ones that have blown up in, uh, you know, Todd Gurley, who didn't even make the extension before he was cut by the uh, the Rams. By far the worst contract ever given out in NFL history. But that said, I do think that a big bounce back year is coming from Deshaun Watson. I know he was, I mean, last year after missing a, a year and a half, basically, did not expect him to look good in the five games he was playing. But when he's on the field, uh, I know it's now 2020, which is a little concerning how long ago it's been, but this dude can play. And I'm expecting to see 2019-2020 version of Deshaun Watson here in 2023 uh, with the Browns. Jeff, speaking of the Texans, is in Houston. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how's it going, Ryan? So I had two, but I'm going to give you a bonus one at the end. So my two ones that I was calling in about, Bears are going to win the NFC North. Justin Fields is going to throw for 4,000 yards. Wow. And my bonus one is the Pittsburgh Steelers are winning the AFC North. Sizzling hot. Wow. Honestly, out of those three, I think the Steelers one is the hottest one. I just feel like they're going to carry their momentum from last year, the the run that they had. There's not going to be any quarterback controversy, and that wide receiver Pickens is going to be competing with Justin Fields as the best wide receiver in the NFL. All right, Jeff, appreciate the call. I think you meant Justin Jefferson, not Justin Fields, but we got the point there. Look, the – The Steelers are getting a lot of love, and Jeff in Houston is not the only one. We had a few calls last week as well, kind of hyping up the Steelers and believing the Steelers are in for a big year number two with Kenny Pickett. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Pickett. I'm not sold yet on the Steelers. They still have questions about their offensive line, and if they can't run the ball, that's, again, a a situation where I don't think that their offense is going to be as um, lethal as it could be. But that's the thing with Pickett is I got to – I want to see a true full season, how he's able to play, and can he truly lead this team through the air. I don't think they're going to be be able to be a ground-first team again because that offensive line still has a lot of question marks and still is nowhere near as good as it, uh, I think, should be. 
Um, so I'm still I'm still out on the Steelers. I still think that to me, especially in a tough division. In a really tough division. Argue, I would argue right now the toughest division in the NFL. Right, do you have three, I would say three team, playoff teams, bare minimum, are they competing for in the Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and the Steelers have talent. The Steelers absolutely have talent. AFC North to me is the best division going into 2023. That's a lot to ask of Kenny Pickett and the Steelers in year two to rise above the Bengals, rise above the Ravens, rise above the Browns, and win the AFC North. But that is what we're talking about. That's the conviction I need from Jeff and from you. And believe in a take that everyone calls you crazy for, but you believe truly will come true at the end of the year. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. can also tweet at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three, just like Isaiah Martins has, where he says, I think the Packers could win 11 games this season and Love could be a top five quarterback. Jordan Love, I think, needs to be viewed like a rookie this year. In the sense that I think there's going to be some ups. I think there's going to be some downs. But for the Packers in 2023, I don't think wins are the number one priority for them. The number one priority has to be Jordan Love's development. And at the end of the year, if Jordan Love kind of puts things together, maybe the second half of the year looks better and finishes strong, and that means the uh, the Packers are 7-10. and 10. Eight and nine, you miss the playoffs. That to me would be a win if I'm a Packers fan. If you can go into 2024 saying, you know what? We got our guy. No quarterback controversy. We're not going to be going looking out to make a trade or seeing what veteran can come in for competition. We have our guy in Jordan Love. That is the biggest win the Packers can have this year. More than wins, more than what you finish in the division. If you feel good about Jordan Love after this year, that is the biggest dub for you this season. All right, we'll continue to take your thoughts here on takeoff, 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on the X machine, formerly known or still known to me at least as Twitter. We'll get your thoughts. Also, too, I want to make one quick point here, kind of circling back to the young quarterbacks uh, that we had to start the hour. Is there a reason? Why quarterbacks still should sit their rookie year. I don't think so. I'll explain why when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, good night. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. That was the voice of Anthony Richardson. Talking about if he's ready to be an NFL starter. Earlier this week, he was named by the Colts to be QB1 going into this season. And I wanted to play that answer specifically because I think what Richardson talked about is exactly why the Colts are making the right decision in playing him from the jump. Look, you have no idea what you know and what you don't know until you play. I'm a big believer in you have to experience something in order to learn. And so when it comes to a guy like Anthony Richardson, who is inexperienced, having 13 college starts to his name, now coming into the NFL, I think the best way for him to learn is by playing. I don't think that... Sitting first-round picks makes a lot of sense. And I'll be honest, for a while, I was in the other camp. I'll be totally honest with you. For a long time, I thought you put kid gloves on, you let them take their time, they need to sit a year, sit two years even, let them develop as much as they can before you kind of put them on the field, and you don't want to really hurt a kid's confidence. But the more I watch, and Dale Jeremiah, his credit, was on the Zach Gelb show this year, or last year, I should say, and when talking about Trey Lance, was like, he made a really good point that honestly flipped my philosophy. He said, how can you expect someone 
who hasn't played a lot, to get better by not playing. I had no comeback to that. I said, you know what? I think you're right. And so now when you look at it, like, my biggest thing when you really think about it is, are there any quarterbacks that if they can't play, if they stink, are not going to make it at the NFL level? Is sitting a year really going to change that? No. I think for the most part, it's either you could play or you can't play. And I don't think sitting a year is going to take a bad quarterback and make him good or take a good quarterback and make him bad. Adversity and overcoming adversity is one of the biggest hallmarks of being a great quarterback. If you can't overcome a bad game or bad interception or a rough year, you are not cut out for the position and you are not cut out to be a success. So I don't think we have to delay the inevitable by sitting a guy for a year or two. I know before we get your thoughts, I know what you're going to say. Patrick Mahomes. I get it. But let me ask you this really fast. Is Patrick Mahomes' career any different if he played his rookie year instead of sitting? I don't think so. I don't think Patrick Mahomes became the best quarterback in the NFL in the span of really two years because he sat his rookie year. I don't think that's the case. I don't think Patrick Mahomes would have any less Super Bowls or any less MVP awards if he played as a rookie compared to sitting. So I don't think that team should waste their time. I commend the Panthers for not hiding it and saying, Bryce Young, you're a quarterback from the jump. I respect the Colts coming out midway through training camp and saying Anthony Richardson is our guy. The Texans have not said it, but every action they have had indicates C.J. Stroud will be their week one starter. That, to me, is the right move. Absolutely the right move. So on top of your hottest takes here for the 2023 NFL season, I also want to know, is there a reason, is there a point in sitting first-round quarterbacks and having them develop their first year compared to playing them right away, throwing them in the fire, and saying, sink or swim, kid. That, to me, is the best way to learn. That, to me, is, I think, what more teams should do going forward. And that's why I like what the Colts are doing, specifically this week, in naming Richardson QB1. Speaking of AR, Jim is calling from Georgia with some thoughts on that. What's up, Jim? Well, the Colts are just in a bad situation. Anthony Richardson was hurt at Florida twice. He played in the one bowl game because someone else got hurt. Then he played his last year. He has nothing between the ears compared to Michael Vick, but they compare him to Michael Vick. But he I've can't not seen a lot of Michael ball. Vick comparisons. He can't throw the ball as good as Michael Vick. But Michael Vick will tell you he didn't prepare and know how to read the defenses. So only a couple of plays that Anthony Richardson made big was LSU. He got loose and made a big run or two. He got loose against Georgia, made a big run or two, and he did complete one pass and got back in the game. But then Georgia paced the game out of reach. But you just can't – I mean, if he don't have it between the ears, he's not – I mean, it's just – What makes be, you think, Jim, he doesn't have do? it between the ears? Hmm? Would you, what makes you think he doesn't have it between the ears? The, the Colts are not making him the starting quarterback if he couldn't – Memorize the playbook and know what he's talking about. I know at Florida, if I got the back came out of the backfield and it was wide open right there about five, ten yards away, and he wasn't even looking there, 
and took off running the other I, way. That you have happy feet. If you talk about Justin Fields with happy feet, he's got more happy feet. All right, Jim. Uh, I appreciate the call. Uh, that did not really go the direction I thought it was going to go. Look, the Colts are not making him the starter if he does not know how to, if he cannot read the playbook. Every single comment made by a Colts coach, executive, or player has been on how immersed and how impressed they've been with Anthony Richardson's work ethic and how well he is understanding the playbook. The days of Jamarcus Russell not watching tape, going out there, just throwing the ball around are, are long gone. If Richardson didn't know what he was doing, he is not starting. The Colts are, I'll tell you this, the Colts are not drafting a fourth overall. Teams, I think, now are doing more and more research. You see, by the way, did you watch the Johnny Manziel doc? For those that haven't, highly suggest it on Netflix. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. Johnny Manziel admitted on the doc, he watched zero hours of film with the Browns. Literally, on his iPad outside of the facility and outside of team-issued um, film study, or team-issued, you know, they would have, um, when they watch film together um, during meetings, he would never watch film. The Browns got burned. Manziel obviously flamed out of the NFL. But I don't think teams now at this point are dumb enough to look at a guy who doesn't put the work in, who doesn't have the brains, and say, oh, we're still going to take him anyway. Not in today's NFL. All right, we are also taking your hottest NFL takes here that you think will come true in 2023. Mo is calling from Georgia. What's up, Mo? Hey, man. Um, my take is pretty simple. It's just Lamar Jackson gets the Ravens over the hump wins his first Super Bowl. Super Bowl? I thought you were going to say playoffs. Yeah. I was going to say, Mo, come on, man. All right. <laughs> nah. Well, All right. <laughs> I like it. I am skeptical, and I'll be honest, Mo. I appreciate the call, buddy. I'm a little worried about the offensive switch. Kind of going from a spread offense, you know, RPO style, to now more of a pass-first offense under Todd Munkin. I don't like the fact that they're the Ravens now are going to switch offensive styles after they pay Lamar Jackson with receivers that are not great and or unproven. But hopefully, obviously, the first things first, Lamar staying healthy. That is that is for sure. Gabriel, calling from Chicago. What's up, Gabriel? Hello. Hey, I love the show. I've got a hot take. Let's hear it. And that is that the Titans will um, the Titans will win twelve games, and that wow. they will make it to the AFC Championship game. Um, I think that the Titans are very, very underrated and disrespected. They've got the best coach in all of football, or at least one of the best, in Mike Vrabel. Okay, they've made a lot of good moves in the off season. That is um, getting. Uh, um, Hopkins. Got a new wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Derrick Henry. I think he could even maybe even get to 2,000 yards again. And I think that um, the Jaguars are getting overhyped because Trevor Lawrence had like seven good games at the end of the year last <laughs> year, and people are willing to say that he's just like a like top five, top ten quarterback. When I just don't think that's true. I think he needs to prove himself more, and I think that the Titans. We'll make a deep run in the playoffs and win the division. All right. I appreciate the call, Gabriel. I am this is I promise not the Colts bias coming in here. I'm a Colts fan, not afraid to hide it. I hate the Titans, I'll be honest, but I think I can be fair and objective when I have to be. I do not like the direction of the Titans. I do not. I don't know if they're going in the tank or if they are trying to compete. They're kind of having one foot in each camp, which I don't think is how you have any sort of success in uh in the modern day NFL. 
Okay, we'll still take your NFL hot takes at 855-212-4227. Also, when we return, going into this 2023 college football season, the Pac-12 is the best conference in the country. I'll explain why when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.